Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Shelf. Where we talk about plants. Turning into books. (laughs) (laughs) No, we talk about books. But just so (laughs) happens this episode is about plants. It is. So you want to talk about, you want to do the stats? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The summary is not that long, so you should be good. That should be good. So today we are doing Bloodleaf, the Bloodleaf trilogy. Mm. The author is Crystal Smith. The narrator is Nicola Barber. The publisher is Audible Studios, which is shocking me that it's Audible Studios. Oh, this is, it was so well done. We'll get to it. So, yeah. But we're, Audible we're, Studios we're, is banging it out. Whew. The audiobook release date was March 12th, 2019. Oh, my God. The duration is 10 hours and 35 minutes, and the genre is young adult fantasy. It's witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) It's witchcraft. Oh, I loved it. All right. So here's the the summary taken from Amazon. Mm Mm-hmm. Princess Aurelia is a prisoner to her own crown and the heir that nobody wants. Surrounded by spirits and banned from using her blood magic, Aurelia flees her country after a devastating assassination attempt. To escape her fate, Aurelia disguises herself as a commoner in a new land and discovers a happiness her crown has never allowed. As she forges new bonds and perfects her magic, she begins to fall for a man who is forbidden to rule beside her. Ooh, dark mm. lustful lust. Mm. But the ghosts that haunt Aurelia refuse to abandon her, and she finds herself succumbing, I love that word, succumbing, <laughs> to their call as they expose a nefarious, I like that word too, nefarious, nefarious plot that only she can defeat. Will she be forced to choose between the weight of the crown and the freedom of her new life? Dun, dun, dun. I feel like when paragraphs end with a will she, yeah. there has to be an option. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, will she... Or well, won't you, she? <laughs> you didn't give me another option. Exactly. So I like, don't know. Will she or will she not? What do you want? <laughs> so let's talk about Nicola. Oh my God, Nicola Baba. She was fabulous. Was she Irish? Is she Irish? I don't know what she is, but she has many masks. I love her voice. Yes. Sometimes I get kind of. Uh, Sometimes, like, you know, the British accents kind of overwhelm me yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But with her accent, I don't know if it was British. I don't know if it was Irish. I, it was something. I feel like it was a mix of the two. It was a mix. And I loved it. It was just so oh. beautiful. I, I could hear her talk to me every day, all yes. day long. Yeah. She had a beautiful narrating voice for everybody. For Aurelia, for Kate, which is one of the characters in this book. For Zan. I loved her manly voice for Nathaniel, too. Yes. Where's my Kate? Yeah. It was (laughs) such a good voice. And there were two male main characters Mm -hmm. that we had to see a lot of. And that was Zan and Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. And both of them had different voices. So she did them perfectly. There was never a part where I was like, oh, I think Nathaniel's talking when it actually wasn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked that she was able to differentiate them. And also Kate and Aurelia. Yes. They spoke a lot of the time because they were friends. And so we got to see a lot of Kate. But Kate's voice was just so much softer and sweeter mm-hmm. than Aurelia's kind of uh, harder accent. Yeah. 
The only thing I would have also enjoyed more is if she did a, a more youthful voice for Conrad. Yeah. Because he got kind of lost in the mix yeah, a little bit. His voice, whenever he came up, I was like, oh, that's a 45-year-old man, yes. not a seven-year-old. Exactly. So his her voices for, for Conrad were shaky. I think that the voice for Conrad and Kellen yeah. to me sounded this very similar. Yeah. Whereas Conrad should have been sounding a little bit more youthful. Yeah. And she had uh like done a child's voice early like later in the book when um when Aurelia got to Aklev. Yes. She she had a couple child voices. Mm-hmm. So we knew that she could do them. Mm-hmm. But she just didn't do it for Conrad. But overall, I think Nicola was perfect. She got all of the emotions. I was crying with her when she was crying, when her characters were crying. Oh, my God. Her, she made me cry like three or four times in this book. In the very first, like very beginning Mm -hmm. of the book, she had me crying. Yes. And then when something happened throughout the book with one of the characters that I loved, Mm -hmm. I was like, no. Yes. Mm. Oh, God, it was so horrific. And I felt it. I felt her emotion. And I just. Yeah. You could Mm. really feel that she had an interest in the story and that she wanted to find out what was going to happen next just as much as we did. Exactly. And that's what we really love in narrators is that they. You could just feel the story through their words. Mm -hmm. Another thing about there was three main parts of the book. So we had Renault, which was part one. Mm -hmm. Part two was Aclave. And then part three was the the wall, the wall essentially. Yeah. And through the different transitions of those three parts, I felt something from Nicole, Nicola. I always want to say Nicola because I like Coca-Cola. <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> Nicola. Um, but p- a part of her, her narration with those three parts is you just felt the energy yeah. within each transition of those three parts. Mm-hmm. And by the third part of the of the book, it was like, all right, wartime, let's go. Yeah. And I just felt my heart like racing with along with her narration. Yeah. Which is something I haven't really felt in a long time when it comes to these books with multiple parts. Yeah, I agree. It was like each part Aurelia grew a little bit more and you got to really feel that power within Mm -hmm. Nicola's narration. Yeah. And then when twists happen. Oh, my God. I was like, Nicola, you feel it too, girl? Because I feel it. And there was so much death. Can Mm -hmm. we talk about how much murder and death there was in this book? Blood. Blood shed everywhere. Yes. It was insanity. We're not going to give any spoilers away, but just know that this is a bloody, bloody book. You can probably decipher from the title Mm -hmm. because it is called Bloodleaf. This reminded me of the types of deaths that were in Game of Thrones. I never... Yeah, there's just like this idea of there's this main character that you don't think is going to go, but ends up going. But because (laughs) they die, the story evolves into something bigger. Oh, yeah. So every death, oddly, it's odd to say, but had a point. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate for some of the deaths, but was necessary and didn't make us feel... Very sad. Mm-hmm. And there was no harming of animals. Well, a horse. Oh yes. Oh God. There was no. There was no harming I of, of animals except for the most horrific scene in any book for an animal that I have ever yes. read and ever want to read. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this yet because I totally forgot about the horse. Yeah. 
And oh. and the bad thing, it's, it's not a bad thing. Oh. The thing about this book is that. I just remember the horse scene. <laughs> yeah. The thing about this book is that you Nowada. just. you Yeah. You oh. just heard Brad's reaction oh, to remembering the horse and oh. it being almost like too vivid. And that's one of the great and also awful things about this book is that Crystal wrote such a beautiful novel. Yes. Like it is perfect. It allows you to really construct this, these two cities in your head to where it's just, there's supposed to be a map in the, in the book that we had, we had an advanced reader copy, but I don't think there was a map at all. Yeah. Um, but I think there's supposed to be a map in the finished mm -hmm. version. Um, but you almost didn't need a map because the way it's described, you can construct the city yourself. Yes. And you can see the scenes, you can see the people. And so when this horse scene happened in like the second chapter of being in um, Aklev, it was a visual that I never want to experience ever and is one of the reasons why I'll never read Pet Cemetery. Oh my God. Or watch the movie with John Lithgow coming out? Yeah, I will. No, I will mm. not. And I won't watch Old Yeller. No. <laughs> it's just, it's scenes that are so beautifully done that you wish that they weren't even done. Yes. Because they just terrorize you. Mm. So I will see that horse's face in my nightmares. Falada. 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 I knew immediately when ugh. when when you when she was arguing with him to get the horse back, you knew something bad was going to happen. You knew something was going to happen. I thought that he was going to kill her and eat her, the horse. Oh, but it's much more sinister than that. Yes, mm. man. So you got a clear picture of the novel. Yes, because of Crystal Smith's beautiful language. Yeah. What and, about you? And prose. I, I did too. I was able to imagine everything happening in front of me. Mm -hmm. I just closed my eyes or read read the actual book when we were reading along with it. Yeah. But when I closed my eyes, I was just like, oh, wow, I can imagine things that are happening. So I agree. Like clear picture for the for for days. And it was a weird way that the city was able to be built. Mm hmm. Like within our imagination, like it, yeah. that doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. And so when it was happening, like it was literally like in those TV shows where they're doing time lapses of like buildings going up with mm -hmm. the uh, over time and they're just like being built in seconds. Yeah, that's what was happening in my brain with this city. Whenever wow. there was a new shop that uh, Aurelia was coming to, mm -hmm. it would just like immediately form like little legos yeah 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 it was really strange because that has never happened before hmm. so it was interesting that's awesome it just made me like the book even more mm -hmm. another reason why we love this book is the the overall idea of the witch trials mm -hmm. yeah. it really kind of bled through forgive my pun yeah <laughs> bled through the story and it was a great original take on a tragic real life thing that happened in history yeah because you do get to see a lot of even though there's a lot of death aurelia also has this skill like what was said in the summary of um like like being around ghosts mm -hmm. 
Oh, that was creepy. It was so she weird. She was like, I see that ghost right there. So Aurelia like practices blood magic. And so she has to make small cuts on her hands and stuff in order to perform her magic. But she can also um, see death. And so mm. she is visited by this ghostly figure, a, a lot of ghostly figures, but one in particular called the Har- Har- Harbinger. Yes. It's a hard word. I, I can't. Harbinger. Yeah. Harbinger. 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 And she would usually indicate that there was a death going to happen or she would have Aurelia see what was going to happen mm-hmm. and show her the scene that was going to happen. And Aurelia at first couldn't figure out, she, she could never make it right. She could never take a scene that was shown to her and not make it happen. Mm-hmm. It always had to come to fruition and, and finish yeah. itself. Which was sad because you just wanted her to change the the course of mm-hmm. her life. Um, but she sees um, that woman consistently throughout the book. Mm-hmm. And then she sees some other ghosts that she kind of helps tell their story to the people that were around them. It reminded me of like Ghost Whisper. Yeah. Or like Sixth Sense. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. Or like True Calling. Yeah. Oh, God, so many good shows. So many good shows that deal with ghosts. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Ghost Whisperer, I could definitely see because she was like holding hands with some people mm-hmm. and like seeing their death. And, and then, she was like, go off. Yeah. Go off to the other side. Yeah. And then they would like salute her mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but but in this world, magic is not allowed. It's not welcomed. Uh, they kill witchcraft. Or, they kill witchcraft. <laughs> they kill witches in Renault and it's through the tribunal that they do this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when the tribunal learns and finally gets confirmation that Aurelia is a, a witch, they try to execute her. And mm. that's kind of where the story like really starts picking up. And yeah. it's intense from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but it really goes once she starts making her way to Aklev. I agree. And the themes throughout the book are mesmerizing. Yeah, there's the political intrigue and the fantasy uh, and the magic and just the idea of treating people differently because they're because they are different. Yeah. And assuming that they're the worst because this is what they're told. Yeah. So there's a lot of good, relevant themes in this book Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people would find endearing Mm -hmm. to be like, wow. This this heartbreak that we're going through now in these times, it's going, you know, we're, we're reading about it in this fantasy. Yeah. And it, it's a nice juxtaposition between like the real world and and the book because it takes you out of it just enough to where you don't realize that you're basically reading what's happening on the news. Yeah. Um, but when you do finally figure out that it's like that political fantasy, I think is what the back of the book described mm-hmm. it as. You see the similarities and they don't bother you to where you feel like, oh, I just read a political piece. Yeah. It makes you see that if what's happening in this world seems extreme, then what's happening in our real world now is also very extreme and Mm -hmm. also needs to stop. Exactly. And it's the idea of not just politics or like presidents or anything like laws or anything. They're talking about how these characters, one in particular, really likes to try to one up yeah. everyone mm-hmm. and there's never going to be enough power for this person. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole political intrigue part about the book is just 
this character is not going to end until he gets exactly what he wants. And he doesn't even know what he he wants. Mm -mm. He doesn't know. He just wants more and more and more. Uh And, you know, you can say that for a lot of the characters, but they all they all learn that there's always going to be someone bigger and and badder than you. Yeah. It's going to try to take you over. Yeah. God, and I hated him. Taurus was the worst villain in the history of villains. But he was a good villain. Oh, he was so good. Such a good he was, bad villain. Oh, such a great bad villain. We we had an episode a long time ago about what makes a good villain. Yeah. And Taurus would have definitely been on our list. Oh, 100%. Like he's better than I was thinking about this. I was like, who can I compare him to? And I was thinking about the Valentine from Mortal the uh, Mortal Instruments and I was thinking about Voldemort from Harry Potter yeah. and just different you know, the capital from the Hunger Games. Yeah. And so I was thinking about all these different young adult villains. Taurus was probably probably one of the best, if if not the best villain I've seen. I think so. Because there was absolutely nothing that could make up for his evilness. Yeah. There was no part where he was like, oh, well, I've had this tough life. And then you start feeling sympathy for him. But then he just like reverts mm-hmm. back to his villain villainry. And you're just like, oh, I don't know if I should feel bad for him. Yeah. Whatever. I will. But then I won't. Mm-hmm. You just hate him from yeah. the very beginning. And even and it's interesting because Taurus, there's a lot of twists mm-hmm. at the end that come from Taurus's storyline. And even the twist, like I didn't see that coming, even though there was a moment in the book where he makes an exclamation about something. Mm -hmm. I didn't even, I saw right through it. Yeah. Or is that, no, I I, I guess I didn't put, I didn't connect the dots when he said that. Yeah. Because I was like, this man is just so horrible. Of course he's going to do that. Yeah. He kills someone at the end. And I'm like, of course he's going to kill that person. Like he's an evil person. Mm -hmm. And then as the book continues, you find out, oh, that's why he killed that person. But, I'm not shocked because he's still a horrible person. Yeah, he's still <laughs> awful. He's yeah. always awful. Mm, and and he so has, he's a great villain. And his motivation is that he just wants to be in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sometimes that's all you need is in a good villain. Yeah. You don't need this background story about, no. oh, he had trauma. I had trauma. a childhood. Yes. I had trauma, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He was just bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a good book. Very good book. Good main characters, good yeah. villain. And good hero as well. Yes. Because Aurelia was really, she was really the foil to Taurus. Mm-hmm. Like completely. Yeah. Like they both have had, had lost loved ones, but they chose very different paths mm-hmm. for themselves to go down. Exactly. And good minor characters too. Yeah. Man. Oh, my goodness. We felt for every single character in this book. Yes. This is definitely a book that we highly, highly recommend. And we think that you should go out and listen to it. Mm. So are we going to shelf or shove this book? I think I just shelved it. That's like, that's like, I was going to say, let's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid question. <laughs> but seriously, we're going to shelf this book. We're going to put it with all the other great reads that we've been reading this year oh yeah man i can't believe that this book just came out like last week it came out last week it's insane mm, my goodness very exciting very very good and we want to thank you for tuning in to this episode and we also want to thank crystal smith for writing a beautiful novel mm-hmm. and nicola barber for narrating a beautiful novel 
and uh, HMH Books for sending us the cover copy where Brad at least got to uh, listen and read. Mm -hmm. I just listened because I couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. You were like, and once you started that first chapter, you're yeah. like, I got to finish. I mean, you told me you were like, Blood Leaf is so good. And I was like, I'm downloading it right now. Yes. I got to mm. do it. Yeah. So thank you, HMH, for sending us a copy. Uh, please go buy this book. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to stay up to date with all that we are doing and releasing and currently reading, you can follow us on all of our social medias. We have Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast, and Facebook at Audio Shelf. And we also have a Patreon if you would like to help our show grow and help us reach our goals. You can Google Patreon, Audio Shelf, and we will come right up. We are three patrons away from our 10 patron goal. Did Eddie finally get a, be a patron? Eddie did. Oh, thank God. Eddie did. I had, a, I had to beat him a little bit last week. So thank you, Eddie, for <laughs> your new patronage. We love you. <laughs> and also, we do have a booktube as well where you can see our video review of Bloodleaf go up that discusses more of the content of the book rather than the narration. So go check that out on our booktube. And if you would like to get this book and another book for free, essentially, come on now, it's a great deal, please go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link to download a 30-day free trial. You can get Crystal Smith's Bloodleaf mm -hmm. and possibly another book that you have on your wish list. Bloodleaf 2. Yes. <laughs> if you download that 30-day free trial, you'll get them for free. Yes. Is that it? I think that is it. Wow. We really like went through this book quick. Did we? Yeah. Hmm. Good for us. I know. It we was just a good book to discuss. It was just flow. Flow. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.